Okay, so now it shows that we are recording. Caden is recording the call. At least it tells you. That way you can never say anything you don't mean to say. Right, but You know, I heard this and that. Uh, anyway, this is Chestnut Checkers. This is the podcast where normal people, except in this case we have Caden P. White, but in general, normal people talk about everyday things and how we tackle life with chess, not checkers, because we are advanced, we are nuanced, we are better than the average Joe, especially my next guest here, Caden. We will get to you in a moment. But first, some housekeeping, as they say. Um, click on the link, Amazon.com, on the website. That's going to be returning very soon. I know Shannon said he briefly had to take it down for personal reasons, but it will be back up. So click that link and do your shopping through there. It gives Shannon 10% of what you spend without having to pay any extra. And, you know, Jamie says that he has a dick that's bigger than a police flashlight. Her words, not mine, verbatim. And so I would imagine condoms are expensive for a guy like that. So help fund Shannon's condom cost. Anyway, so this is Caden P. White. How you doing, my man? Doing good, doing good. Just enjoy this lovely cold day. Watching so the I... wind warm. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I bet you'd be warm to cuddle with. And I mean that in the gayest way I could absolutely mean it. But... Um, today I woke up and I saw on MSN News or whatever that home screen on the computer and there was another school shooting. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. I, I don't even remember where it took place. I just like to be like part of something, you know what I mean? Oh, for <laughs> sure. What do you think of when you read about or see on the news yet another school shooting? Because my first thought was, I know you're not supposed to victim blame. Like when a girl gets raped, you're not supposed to say, hey, why were you dressed like that, getting all of that attention? You know, and I'm not victim blaming because obviously when there's a school shooter, it's not the necessarily everybody else's fault. It's the shooter's fault. He's responsible for his own actions. I say him because I've never heard of a female school shooter. And my first thought was, kids, you got to stop picking on the shy, quiet, weird guy in your class. You got to stop because it always results in this. You know who doesn't do school shootings? People who are treated nicely. The jock, the football star, the prom queen. People who get respect and people who are, everybody's friendly to them. They never shoot up a school. You know who always is the same person who shoots up the school? The kid who wears a black sweatshirt every day and he never talks to anybody. And he sits in the corner of the classroom and he's quiet and everybody picks on him. It's just right. like, you gotta stop picking on that guy. When will they learn, you know? What are your thoughts when you hear about a school shooting? My thoughts about a school shooting, honestly, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to know what's going on in this world, but like plain and simple. And I don't know if it's because I'm a fucking douchebag or a dick or what, but I just don't really give a fuck. Like, I, it's one of those things, like, I don't get me wrong. I think it's part of politics. I think it's things that people should know about, but it's happened so many times. No one's doing anything to stop it. I guess. Theoretically, they they try to do the whole gun control thing. That's not working. They tried to educate people. That's not working. They tried to. They're trying to do anything and everything. Both the left and the right are both trying to play the situation, and it's just come to a point to me where I just don't care anymore. Because at the end of the day, there's not a reason. There's not a rhyme. I don't think it. it it's just people. Just better. Sometimes there's bad people, and. It's just to the point where I don't care anymore to an extent. I mean, obviously, if I had my hometown, I'd probably, like, you know, see, did any of my friends get killed? You know what I mean? 
but it's just one of those things that it's so overplayed and overwhelmed and people are trying to blame this and that and that and this and they say we need to do this that and that and this and nothing's doing anything and i think it just comes down to that there's bad people there's just people that are gonna wake up one day and be like i'm gonna shoot up to school and there ain't a fucking thing you can do about it you bring up a good point about bad apples because one out of every so many people are just going to be born fucked up. And there's they're either going to be a rapist or a pedophile. That's how the British people pronounce it, pedophile, not pedophile. Or they're going to be a murderer. You're right. Some, some of it is inevitable. But my thought is it's just it's always the same person. Like every school shooter ever in the history, like they're all pretty similar the way they look. The story you you hear about them, oh, he was he was always quiet in class, and we never thought he would do this. They, it's the same story every time. But then you hear, oh, he was getting picked on, he was getting bullied, and h- how do you think that that's going to end? It's it's never ended good. And these students, they act all surprised. They're like on the news crying, like, oh, they shot at me, nigga. You you fucking picked on him for a year straight, and he went home and cried, and you know he probably gets beat at home too. It's just people are growing up in terrible environments and that when they go to school that's supposed to be a, a safe place a place where they're there to learn and well, be treated with some compassion and when they're getting it on both ends you, a person can only take so much right and I, and I see where you're coming from but my big thing i mean you know everybody knows me everybody remembers me big k you know i'm around and we've had a lot of conversations and i hate to bring it up all the time but it's really relevant in today's society i think it's just the same thing as fucking racism being picked on because you're black being picked on because you're fucking asian whatever the fuck the case is it's just it's one of those things that's not going to change people don't want it to change i think well don't get me wrong guys there's people that want it to change but people don't care enough to try to make it change. They're not making it a big movement. They're actually using the situation to amplify something else in their own personal agenda. These school shootings, do kids get picked on in school? Yeah, it's part of high school. You know, could they maybe have a little more help? Yeah, you know, and, and I get that portion of it. But if you look at it, what is the news people doing? Oh, school shootings, school shootings. Well, you got the right fighting well, we don't need gun control. We need better school systems. And, you know, we need to spend some more time doing this and that. And then you got the left. Oh, well, you know, we need to put on more gun control. People are just using the situation to its agenda. Like, question to you. Do you know how many people got raped today? No. Right. That's the problem. I bet you if you look on the news right now, either, I mean, if you're searching, you know, random, just, just, just something random, like on the computer, like, hey. How many people got raped today? How many rape stories are there on the news? I bet you there you're gonna find more statistics than you are an actual news article. How many people got killed today? You know, in their sleep and got murdered. You no one fucking knows because you want to know why people don't report about that stuff. Because in this specific time, that's not something that could help someone else's agenda. A couple years ago, people were talking about rapes and, you know, you had that uh, that Me Too movement last year or whatever. And it was a huge thing on the news. You heard about this shit all the time. And now you don't hear about it anymore. You know, you got the now the gun controls back in the presidential election starting back up. But they, they just the media is just doing the using a situation, even though it happens all the time. They're just using a situation to their advantage. Not that it's a bad thing or a good thing or that I think it should happen. You know what I mean? I do think that things can change. But your question right now, in my opinion, wouldn't even be a question if the media didn't make it a question. 
you're saying you look, that they they use this to sort of paint their narrative. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. That, in my opinion, if I had to, if I had to guess, I mean, that I would say they would because if you look up from the last big school shooting to this this school shooting they reported, if you look up the school shootings in between, where was all those on the news? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, there, there's actually quite a bit of them. It, and I've done a little research, not a lot. I don't know the exact number because, like I said, it's to the point where I just I care, but I don't. You know, it's just to me, it's it's just it's just the news, man. I mean, it's another school shooting. There was five others before. There were six others before that, and there was four others before the last big one. And the last big one, guess what? Ooh, it was right around electric election time. It's to me, it's just news, and it's obviously working because here you are asking me about it. You know, well. It's a big- It's relevant just because today I noticed it. I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about school shootings. And like I said, my position is probably a little controversial. The first thing I ask is, well, who was fucking with him? It's not like, why did, you know, the first, my first question is what caused him to do it? Not that stupid fucker. He should rot in hell. Like I kind of have some, not sympathy, but empathy for people who have fucked up childhoods, whether it's at home or at school or both. And so my, my first thought is if kids weren't such little shitheads to each other, and there's videos all over the internet of people getting bullied. So it's just a constant sort of inescapable thing. But I do have a little bit of compassion for those people, even though they're fucked in the head and they do terrible things. I'm sure you f- feel the same way. I do. And I mean, there, there is there is fucked up people in the world. And do I think that people need to stop doing the bullying and stuff? Yeah, but I mean, it's something that hasn't stopped people, bully people for many different reasons. And not everyone would be becomes a school shooter you know that's right it, it is nature versus nurture you can only blame so much on you know your your own issues and then eventually some of it is also you know sort of free will i guess is the term that religious people would use so that brings me to a, a point that i actually wanted to ask you about um if school shootings were once every hundred years and say the population of the earth was like a thousand people it would be such a huge deal it would be super highlighted and people would lose sleep it would be a scary thing like a like a a natural disaster like an asteroid hitting or something but now that we have sort of progressed to quote unquote a modern society do you feel like it has forced us to make sacrifices like we've had to lower the quality of our connections of among people in order to form larger quote unquote safer more efficient tribes aka cities and towns do you feel like that's the case I kind of understand the question I may be a little confused by the question uh well for example there's a big difference between being around small town people. They're more friendly. They say, hi, they ask you how you're doing. They, they make some small talk. Okay. And then like in a big city, people don't have time for you. They won't even look at you. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I I get where I get exactly what you're saying. I think it's just completely normal part of society. I don't really know why we did that or, you know, anything like that, but, I I think the more modern we become, the less human we become. For example, if you go to a store, nobody's talking to each other in the store. We're all shopping. We're in our own world. In the absence of the radio that's being played in the background, it would be awkwardly extremely quiet. 
Then you use the self-checkout, which is nothing more than a robot, to ring up your stuff, and then you leave, again, without talking to other people. So you just spent 45 minutes walking around a building full of people, and the most you got was the occasional awkward eye contact or a nod. And I think not only do we have numbers to blame, because the more numbers you have, the less quote-unquote valuable each life becomes because it's like, oh, there's 7 billion people. If one dies or one school gets shot up, it's like whatever. But when if there was like 700 people, each life would be like that much more, at least mathematically, viewed as maybe worth more. And I think we blame social media for a lot of that. People are like looking at screens and texts and people don't even know how to converse and be normal in a public setting anymore. You're pretty good at being around people. You have good eye contact, you have good social skills, you have good awareness. You could probably walk into a room and read the room, but that's getting to be more and more rare, in my opinion. Do you agree? Yes, and actually, now that now to explain that again, I don't know if I wasn't listening the first time I was zoning out, but I do think that the more modern people get, the more disconnected people get. I mean, my grandpa lives in a town of like less than 500 people. You go into that town, everybody knows everybody. You walk in the store, they know who your fucking mom is. They know who your dad is. They know who your grandpa is. They know who your grandparents were. Great parents. Everybody knows everybody. You know, and even, I mean, you could go, I mean, in in a small little area like where he lives, I mean, you can go a couple towns over and people either know or have heard, you know what I mean? And I, when, especially when it comes to technology, and I mean, I think that's getting worse. I actually went into a McDonald's the other day and and down south, um, when I was doing a little bit of trucking in my spare time um, with a buddy of mine, and a lot of McDonald's down there, they had the cashiers because McDonald's put all those um, like electronic, you know, like do it yourself, self, self like ordering deals. Yeah. And a lot of the McDonald's are starting to do that. They had cashiers instead of, you know, walking into McDonald's, going to the till and being like, hey, you know, what do you, you know, yo, I want my, you know, McDouble and my McGangbang or whatever. You know what I mean? McGangbang. I'll take one of those. Right. They actually had the cashier right. at the electric machines showing people how to use them. Jeez. And an, uh, old couple, an old couple came in and was like, well, what's the point of being out here when you can just, you know, because even, even the McDonald's people were having a little bit of trouble using it and trying to do everything like, you know, on that little system they have and those little machine things. But it's like they're literally prepping people almost to like get rid of a cashier. I mean, what why else why else would they have the cashiers who can just take the order three times as fast on their little touchscreen computer, right? You know, up by the menus. Why would they have them walk out and talk to the customer and explain to them how to use it, show them how to use it, and et cetera, et cetera, if they're not trying to, in my opinion, progress people to not walk up to the counter anymore. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. If you're going to have a person there showing people how to use the difficult technology, then why not just have him fucking ringing it up on, on the old one? That doesn't make sense. Right. And that's and it just like, and I, I sort of asked the person because she's having problems with it. And I was like, well, why don't we just go up to there? She's like, my managers don't want me to go up there. They want us to do it out here. So we flipped around to the other side of the little touchscreen machines. Each of those little machines have two sides. And I'm just like, this is really kind of dumb. And I think that that's maybe part of the reason why people are so butthurt. I mean, my generation, you know, because I'm just I'm a little bit younger than you, you know, we grew up on fucking 
Family Guy, Futurama, this and that. Well, look at the people that are a couple years younger than me. Their parents started making them, you know, not watch that stuff. It was too bad. And people don't have these personal connections, I don't think, to deal with certain things in the world because they didn't experience it as a kid. I remember going out as a kid with a garden hose and putting the thing in the ground and, you know, as far as I could to see it pop up. Like, I don't know if anybody else played that game, but I fucking did. It was badass. You take the garden hose, turn the water on, put it in the ground and see where it goes. You know, I couldn't, I, my sister don't even, never even heard of that. And she's not even that much younger than me. She was born in 2003. I was, she was born like nine or 10 years after I was or something. Yeah. You bring up a, an interesting psychology, uh, not, it, it's a term. It's a real term. It's called juvenoia. It is a combination of the words juvenile, meaning youngins and paranoia. And juvenoia is the, the effect in which older people are either they're either concerned or worried or or they have some sort of dislike for the generation after them. You heard it from like your parents will say, "Oh, when my grandpa was or when my dad, you know, was raising me, I used to get beat. You kids have it easy." And then our parents said, "We used to walk uphill both ways to school," which mathematically doesn't make sense. Where the fuck is your house? I always hated that expression. And people have this genuine. I don't know if you could use the word dislike, but there's just something that we don't like about the generation after us. They're they're too like soft. They're too, you know, insert here. That's a real thing. And it's funny that you brought that up because you said, you know, the generation after me doesn't even do. And then you can say whatever insert here. That's called juvenile. That's a real thing. Like my thing about the the generation after me is all the fucking stupid words they use like squad fam lit on fleek i fucking hate when they use those stupid words but then i think well our parents and grandparents probably thought the same shit about us and our vernacular does that sound like it rings the bell to you do you look at young kids and think wow these douchey little shits i sure do no it it, it does make a lot of sense like shit that my like shit that my little sister does or says or like they have these jewel things now they're like Little mini, you know, you know, talking about those jewels, those fucking nicotine things. Like no, they all no. have one of those. Okay, it's basically like a. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the size of like, take a credit card and like cut it in half. And it's I don't know if it's like an e cig. Remember when e cigs first came out back in the day, like the long little pens thing. Yeah, I do. It's like one of those, but like smaller and more compact, and they're like fifty milligrams of nicotine. They're just like some crazy stupid shit, and I'm just like. What the fuck? And see, the the thing for me, what I understand is, like, I think, like, the, the mid-90s kids, like, like, 96, 97, 95, I think we have, like, the best age group, personally, because we are updated with all the stupid bullshit that all the, the new kids do. And at the same time, we still have all the values and grew up like the older people did. You know what I mean? Like, I grew up without a computer to an extent. I mean, you know, we had one when I was really young. Like, you know, two, I remember, like, like Windows 2003 and shit. Like, we had, like, you know, that kind of stuff because we were, I don't know, I don't know most people had it or maybe it was just us. I don't know. But I grew up with computers, but I also grew up, like, with, like, not being able to use them. I grew up not having them. You know, as a kid, all we had to be able to do was fucking bike and go outside. But then growing up as a kid, I was able to use a computer and have a phone, you know, so I got, like, the best of both worlds. I always said that myself. I always, I 
do honestly believe that I would have fit in better in the 70s just because everybody was just smoking weed and fucking left and right. And it seemed like a much more free time. You could speak however you wanted and you weren't called a bigot or a misogynist or a homophobe or a xenophobe, etc. And I feel like I would have fit in a lot better back then. And I, although I do appreciate and enjoy technology, I feel it is not the healthiest source of dopamine. You get little drips of it by scrolling through your Facebook feed and you look at Instagram and see a hot chick and like we get a constant dopamine drip, but it's in such small amounts that we are forced to make up for that by spending more time, more quantity for the lack of quality. I feel like back in the day, they fucking went fishing, they went hunting, they were out all day, they were playing in the mud as kids. And nowadays they have an iPad in their in their hands as soon as they're three years old. And it's just, I don't think it ends well that that whole technology first lifestyle because you know, there are diminishing returns. And when you spend that much time looking at a screen, you're, you're oftentimes stationary, meaning sitting or standing still for a long time. That's not healthy. Your eyes aren't meant to stare at bright screens that much. Uh, your attention span shrinks rapidly. There are studies on this. The average adult and young adult in 2018 or 17, when the study was had the average, uh, attention span, that was equal to a goldfish. Goldfish were were able to be trained to pay attention longer than the average person before the person started going, I'm fucking bored, looking around, mind wandering. You said just a little bit ago, I wasn't listening to you. You might have zoned out. Like, it happens. Do you feel the effects of technology, whether it's gaming, whether it's social media, television, whatever, do you feel like you are so used to the constant input of information that your brain has to dissect that as soon as you get a moment of quiet, it doesn't take long before you start sort of getting uncomfortable or maybe apprehensive or anxious. I feel it. Not for me. Um, but see, y'all's talking to someone, like I said, growing up when I was younger, I didn't have much like you, you got a lot of this stuff in your adult years. You know what I mean? Yep. You're to an extent well grown. I got the stuff when I was still in grade school want to game the computers ipads i mean i remember back when my mom had the little um what what do they call them like the palm pilots back in the day and got internet you know stuff like that i mean i grew up with those things as kids so i got like i'm a little bit of both i i'm a really bad person to ask about that kind of stuff because i both have grown up with it and have not grown up with it and maybe i guess that'd be the best way but i guess maybe just i'm used to it you know what i mean i think my biggest like it's i'm not necessarily I don't get anxious if I don't have the input. I just get bored. Well, I get boredom bored. is processed in our brain in the same exact way that pain is processed in our brain. I'm not sure if you knew that. There's studies that show that people would rather experience small amounts of pain in frequent doses than complete boredom. The main study shown, you can watch it on YouTube. It's pretty interesting. They, These participants were brought to a sort of lab, quote unquote, and they were not told what to do. They were just told, wait in this room for 30 minutes. And in this waiting room, there was this little sphere. It was a little like metal sphere. And they were warned. They said, don't touch that sphere. It will shock you. It won't shock you enough to like cause harm, but nobody wants to be shocked. So don't touch it. And it was the only thing in the room. Every single participant that was put in there in the study touched it at least once because they were bored. They were sitting there and it's on camera. They're sitting there, they're looking around and they're like, wow, I got to wait 30 minutes. And they aren't told what the study is. So they don't know, but they're being watched. And most of them touched it a second time. 
they were like looking at it and you could see that they were like, oh, that hurt last time. But they'd rather experience pain than boredom, most people. And I think that that is a side effect of technology. We're just too used to being able to keep our, our brain busy. And when we can't, it gets uncomfortable fast. Right. And see, like for me, I'm like, I don't know if I'm a different breed. Like, don't get me wrong. I love using my phone. I mean, I'm always on it. I mean, if I'm and see for me, though, I grew up in the generation where, you know, we started out with talking and letters, then, you know, uh, emails, MSN, and then we got phones and texting and T9 and then we got instant messaging. You know what I mean? So my specific age group actually does a lot of communicating. Like a lot of communicating, not just like to scroll through Facebook and stuff, but a lot of communicating. Like I'll, I'll be on, my, I could literally be on my phone all day, and I could have conversations with people. Um, but I'm also a different breed of person. Though, if I'm not using my phone or talking to someone in person or whatever, I will just sit there, blank boredom, nothing going through my brain. And I don't know if that is because of technology or not, but like I can literally sit there. And not think of anything. I could be driving down the road, not use my phone, not talk to anybody, and next thing I know, I'm at home and I'm driving. But I guess yet again, I did every single turn. Or I could be sitting there, sitting in the passenger seat, just driving on the road, radioing on. Maybe the radio is on, but I just see stuff go by and it doesn't it doesn't register my not that it does, not that it doesn't register my brain, but I just don't like think of anything. You know, it's not like there's stuff racing through my head. I'm not. You know what I mean? If, I guess that kind of makes sense. I don't know if it's relevant or not, but... Do you know what that's called? No. It's called no. the sin of absent-mindedness. I feel like it's really douchey when somebody just knows a bunch of random information. It's like, bro, you only memorized that so that in the future you could peacock it and go, this is that. And I feel like I'm being that guy, but everything that you're saying, there's a psychology term for. And I, I hate that I know it, but it's also good. It's called the sin of absent-mindedness. You can drive... You can commute 30 minutes to work or to school, and you'll pass dozens of cars, sometimes more, depending on where you live. You'll, you'll see tons of people. You'll see things. You'll see animals. But your brain is only allowing information into your head while you're driving that is pertinent to your safety. You're not worried about what color that truck is that just went by. You're not worried about who's jogging on the sidewalk. Unless it's a hot chick, then your male DNA will kick in and you'll look over. But... You, you hit the nail on the head. You said, I can drive and not remember anything, but I took Dude. all the turns. I took, I, you know, and you might it's have not, had some thoughts, but I you don't remember it. Yeah. No, it's not, but it's not even that I have thoughts. Like, I've, I've actually, like, there's been times where I've actually thought about not thinking about anything because I'm like, why well, am I not? Like, I've asked myself in my brain sitting there, like, riding with someone or something where we're not talking or whatever. I'm just like, why is my brain not thinking of anything? Like, then I just look around and just it just goes fucking empty. And is it I, because I, you're high? No, it's not because I'm high. Damn, I don't like, know any sober people who can say that they they can shut off like that. That must be pretty nice. Oh, it's it's amazing. I think I can just I can shut off my thought process, my emotions. I can just instantly just boom. Nothing affects me. I don't think of anything. I don't I'm want so jealous. Like there, there's been times like the whole absent mind thing. There's been times where I used because I used to work at St. Cloud and I and I used to live in like Elk River and vice versa. There's literally times where I'd leave work. And I would remember, I'd remember, I'd sort of remember going past everything. I'd remember going through Big Lake, remember going through Clear Lake, remember going, you know, past the curve. I'd remember tiny little things, 
Better than that, I had no idea how I got there. I had no idea if I stopped at a stoplight or not, but then I remember, like, actually, I did stop at a stoplight, but I have no idea how. I'm like, who gave me my fucking driver's license, you know? Hmm. But yet, no, I wasn't swerving. I didn't get pulled over. I was going to speed limit. I knew everything I had to do, but I don't remember doing it or I didn't think of doing it. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty, uh, pretty close to the, uh, Sin of absent-mindedness, which is where you just basically go through the motions, almost autopilot. Yeah, I'm really good at that. Yeah, so um, you're an interesting fella because, uh, and how long have I known you? What, two or three years now? Probably closer to three? Probably something like that. Yeah, and um, you are a young guy, but I feel like if there is such a thing, you are one of the people who could be considered an old soul. Uh partially because you hang out with older people and are able to get along with older people and blend right in almost as if you're not much younger than they are. And also because of what you mentioned. Right. Well, you know, that's actually funny that you say that because I was actually talking and the only reason I got in this conversation is we were talking about music. You know what I mean? I have a good buddy of mine um, that is like my mom's age. He could literally be my dad. Like if he had me when he was 16 years old, he could be my dad because he's like 40. And we were talking the other day and we were listening to music and I started playing some shit and that I had listened to when I was, I'm talking like grade school. I mean, middle school, I guess I should say like fifth, sixth, seventh grade, eighth grade. And I was like, oh man, this shit is popular as fuck when I was you know, younger. And he's like, what do you mean when you were younger? And I was like, dude, I was in middle school when this came out. And he's like, there's no way I was rolling through the block. And then he got thinking about it. And he's all of a sudden is like, oh, shit, I forget that you're so much younger than me. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've been told those words. Oh, I can't believe you're so much younger than me. Or when I'm talking to somebody or like if I meet someone new and I only talk to them on the phone or text. I was actually talking to a girl the other day. And after talking to her for a little bit and whatnot, I, you know, me being me, I was, you know, doing my thing. And I was like, well, how old are you? Because I, I thought I knew, but I didn't know if I knew. And she told me how old she was, and then she asked me how old, how old I was, and I was like, I'm only 23. And she's like, really? No, you're not. And I'm like, I literally turned 24 in March. She's like, I thought you were way older. I, I get that just all the time, even selling cars. I mean, people would just be like, wow, you know, you're that young. But And it's, it's like they were surprised. I mean, did, that, did this surprise you? I mean, how old are you, Ben? I am 30, on the nose. On the nose. So, I mean, I'm six years younger than you. I mean, does it surprise you that you're able to talk to me so fluently and open-minded without being like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, No, because I I know that there are people like that out there. Um, Age is just a number to an extent, unless you're speaking legally. Then, of course, you can bang a girl who just turned 18 that day, but you can't bang her 12 hours before when she was 17 years, 364 days, and 12 hours old. So, legally age matters but to me maturity matters more than age and i think you are like a chameleon in that you have the ability to blend in with older people and younger people a trait that i myself share and i noticed that in you early on when i met you and here's one observation i have made and i think the change took place right around 25 26 and so you should be noticing it pretty soon if you haven't already partying just isn't like it used to be like Everyone seems, for a lack of a better term, like tired. I don't know if it's because the yeah. whole world is depressed. And I'm not a fan of ragers and loud, belligerent, obnoxious, drunk people. But I remember like parties back in the day, 
in in my like early 20s were like hype and energetic and it was all of a sudden it was like 5 a.m and everybody was like oh shit wow that was a fast night and you wanted to keep going it was contagious now i'm 30 and even people in their mid to late 20s we get together we have a few drinks we sit around and we talk about how tired we are (laughs) why why does it seem like most people are living their lives as a youtube video that's being played at 0.75 x speed have you noticed that yet, or have you not? Because you've been around us older guys. You know that. I noticed that a long time ago. I don't want to interrupt you while you're explaining, but that is something that I hit that point a long time ago. I'm talking, I dropped out of high school in 10th grade, man. And after that, it just went like crazy fast. Like one minute, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to drop out. I'm going to go to college. I, you know, got my GED, went to college, and I was like, fuck college. I'm going to work. And then, I got into the working mood and I just, I since then I've worked basically since like 11th grade age or so. And it's just, I feel like I grew up a lot earlier than everybody else because I mean, there's still people my age that are like, dude, let's fucking party. And I'm like, okay, sweet. You know, I'm me being me. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm young. I'm dumb. I'm going to go do whatever. And then I get there and I'm like, you know, don't get me wrong. I start to get drunk, but then I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, <laughs> I just want to go to bed. It's like it's like eleven o'clock, dude. This is late. I gotta get up in the morning. You know what I mean? Whereas like when I was when I was younger, I could get fucking shit face drunk and be up at fucking you know six o'clock in the morning, be like, oh, let's do it again. You know what I mean? And and it sounds crazy because when I say younger, it's not really that long ago, but to me, it feels like a lot. But I mean, I hit that point a long time ago. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like just the other day, actually yesterday, shit, you know, the 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 weather changed. You know what I mean? As a kid, not the weather, but the uh, the time change with the light. Dark getting, you know, a lot sooner now because it's wintertime. Yeah. As a kid, it'd get dark and I'd be like, boom, you know, dude, it's dark. Let's go do some crazy shit. You know what I mean? Fuck everybody. It's only five o'clock. We can be out when it's dark. And I was all excited. Yesterday, eight o'clock that I went to bed. Like, I, I started that for bed, sure. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking tired. It feels like it's 11 o'clock right now. It's dark outside. I'm going to bed and I didn't wake up till six and I woke up at 6 a.m. I went to bed at eight and woke up at six. I feel like I'm 40. But Hey, it is what it is, you know, and I I understand 100% what you're talking about. Yeah. um, For those who caught on earlier and were listening and paying attention, you heard me say the word nigga earlier. And as we know, white people are not allowed to say the N word with the hard ER ever. It is also unacceptable to say nigga with the uh ending. But there is one exception to this rule. And that is if one member or more of the black delegation grants you permission it's like a it's like a hall pass. You are allowed to say nigga with the uh ending. And Caden, Caden P. White is the second member of the black delegation who has blessed me like a priest blesses holy water with the ability to say nigga without getting shot or stabbed. And so I just wanted to say a quick shout out to Caden. Thank you for unlocking my ability because you're the second person in 30 years that I've met. The ability for me to say nigga without any sort of repercussions that's good dude. to me man it's just a word dude it's uh it's just a word wrong. until you say it with the hard er then it's verbal violence and it's <laughs> and gonna I, get you fucked up it's just it's just a word until you say it meanly <laughs> you know i just actually want to say that i was like oh shit like hold on a second you went to all sense no i mean it's to me, it's one of those things, man, that, that word, it's just a word. It's a word that I care about. I wouldn't walk around. Even me being, you know, half brown, half black, whatever, I wouldn't fucking, I guess I lied, I would. I mean, I got a black side of family. I walk in. I'm like, what's up? Like, How you doing? You know what I mean? But, I, I mean, even 
even black people on a majority of days don't use the ER, dude. Like, yeah, that's it, like that's reserved for special occasions among the black community and never for whites. And, you know, some people, they have a problem with even people saying nigga. Now, if you're just like overly using it and it's all you use and you describe <laughs> everybody and you're white. I mean, it's not the smartest idea. Do I personally care? No, but do a lot of other people that are brown care? Yes, they do. And but me personally, I guess I give a fuck less as long as it's like, you know, nice. It's not being mean. You don't overuse it. You're not doing it in a negative or derogatory way. Or, you know, if that's just I don't give a fuck. It's like me walking around like, like calling you a honky or, you know, a fucking whatever the fuck you call white people. I don't even know. I believe the proper uh, is it a colloquial term? Uh, a cracker ass motherfucker, I believe, is how I would be described among most dark skinned fellas. They like if they pissed them off. I guess I could see that. I think they just say it because they're just that cool. Like black guys, they don't even have to be angry. They just sound cooler than white people do. Like when a white guy yells racial slurs, he's like, "Get that chink out of the pool!" Like Bill Burr says. But like a a black guy can be like, "Look at his chink ass motherfucker!" And it's like it's cool. It's I don't know why it's just cool when black guys are racist. Right. I actually, that brings me to another point that I wanted to discuss with you. Because you are a man of color with a huge penis, I don't know uh, what your experience was growing up as far as how much, if any, racism you experienced. Because like you said, you're not straight up Wesley Snipes black. You're like half black, half brown, half Mexican, half Chinese. Like you're all, you're a, a plethora, a cornucopia, a multitude of races all in one, and it turned out to be a beautiful man. But here's my stance. I do not believe that racism is a real thing. At least not, at least that it doesn't stand on its own. Meaning like racism isn't able to just stand its own ground. I think it is just a small branch of the bigger issue, which is tribalism. Tribalism is common and natural among humans, among the animal kingdom in general. Humans don't need to look at skin color to hate each other or to form groups. We have found countless ways to form rivalries or groups or cliques in school. Call it whatever you want. Sports fans get into fights all the fucking time at games. They can be the same color. They can be a different color. They can be a different gender. None, none of that matters. They're fighting because they are rooting for two different teams. And as silly as that sound, people get really serious about sports and they form legitimate rivalries. And we could find tribalism in anything. Like I said, there's sports, uh, there's genders, women hate men, men ask, hate women. What? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What was the first thing we talked about in this podcast? Uh, school shootings, I believe. And what that lead into? I don't remember. You'll have to fill me in. I'm trying to let you fill me in. <laughs> because like... I oh, you totally... honestly don't remember? Because I don't remember I... either. I honestly, that's honestly, I was gonna play it off like I totally remembered, but you don't remember either. I like it just popped in my brain, but now I forget because it's you would turn into like it's just. Uh... Okay, anyways, anyways, I, I I was gonna go somewhere with it, but I forgot what I was gonna do. There, so I'll just explain it. Do I think racism is a real thing? Did I experience it? Oh, yes. What we were talking about was actually I think after it was after school student with the modernization and living in a small town versus living in a big town. Okay. Yeah. I was going to bring that into play because I grew up in small town. There was black people. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes people looked at you a little weird, but you were part of the community. 
there really wasn't many black people, but no one wanted to make a stink about it. Or even if they didn't like them, everybody was still friendly to everybody. Every one of my friends is white. I never, growing up, like when I was younger, younger, never had a problem. Now, I got older and I went up to like the Hibbing Grand Rapids area, like the Iron Range. There oh, yeah. I experienced it. I definitely experienced it up in the Iron Iron Range. So there's this guy, a good example, I sit at the mall in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. I was sitting there on the bench, and this is back when I was, I mean, I was like 17 or 16 or whatever. I was just chilling there on the bench before I had, uh, you know, moved into my own place or whatever and had my own car because I, I was just young to have one. And I had been like, hey, what time is it? Because I was waiting for someone to come pick me up. And I have a phone at the time because it was actually my phone had literally died. Granted, mind you, I had a Note 4. I had the same phone that the guy had. It was a brand new fucking phone. I wasn't like a piece of trash black kid or anything like that. I wasn't the, I wasn't an N word or however anybody would describe. It. I wasn't, you know, just a piece of shit. I was, I was a well-dressed brown kid in the iron range. This guy was walking above the parking lot, had his phone in his hand. He actually just got done talking on it, put it in his hand. He was scrolling through. It must've been Facebook. I would assume at the time I looked at him. I didn't ask him to use his phone. I didn't ask him to hold his phone. I didn't ask him to see his phone. I asked him, Hey, what time is it? He looked at his phone, looked back at me, put it in his pocket and said, I don't know, bro. And walked inside. Same guy comes back out. Phone in hand, scrolling through his phone. He actually just got off the phone again. As he walked out of the mall doors, I heard him say, all right, got to go. Talk to you later. Shut his phone off. Instantly went on his phone to do whatever he was doing. And I was sitting on the other side of the mall because I moved benches because I felt weird sitting on one bench too long. So I moved to the other side, the other bench, and by the exit door. And I said, once again, I asked the guy, I said, hey, you got the time? Looked at his phone, looked at me, put his phone in his pocket, which I could still see was on. I could actually see that I didn't have a good enough vision to see the time, but I had good enough vision to see that it was like a home screen. It was an iPhone, you know what I mean? It was the newest iPhone. It was just out. And he just put his pocket, said, I don't know, bro, and just continued to walk. Second question, second one. I was selling cars and I walked out, talked to some dude. He was looking at a suburban. And I was like, Match pretty knowledgeable of that stuff. I know quite a bit about him. Even today, I haven't sold cars for I don't know what, two years now, two and a half years. I can still probably tell you most of the features just from knowing a little bit. You know, I can still probably sell one, no problem. But I walked up and I said, Hey, you know. Welcome to so-and-so dealership. My name's Caden. How can I help you today? See you looking at the Suburban. I wasn't like upselling them. I wasn't talking. I just said, yeah, you have any questions? Dude looks at me in the face and says, I don't talk to niggers. Go get a white person. And I looked at him. And me being me, I'm a nice person. I just walked away. I was like, all right. You know, okay, sir. And walked away. Now he got kicked off the lot or whatever and had to disappear and whatnot. But, or he got the cops get called at him. That I, sounds a lot more... Um hardcore than the first story the first one you never know that guy could have just been a douchebag whatever and i guess no. it's possible it was because you were black but the second one yeah hard to mix that up no no the first was definitely racism i think the racism really comes down to the area it comes down to the people around you i think it comes down to whether there's enough people to make a group to make it worse whether there's not enough people where, fuck it, there's only two black families here or three. Why should we give them any shit? They fucking work with us. One of them is our boss, you know, whatever, you know. It, I think that the racism is real. Do I think that 
it's overly played out sometimes i do but do i also think that it's you know per area per what's going on how many people live in your town how many black people are there actually in the area you know i do believe that up north it's more of a real thing now i went down so people are always telling me and you know everybody's on the assumption oh you know there's there's you know you know black people down south blah 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 you know they're not good you know but people don't realize dude if you if you go down south it's like mostly black people in some of those states like you go to like fucking mississippi and shit people are like oh yeah you know that town them or that place is really fucking racist no 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 don't get me wrong there's racist people but just to let anybody know 90 percent of the time you walk into a fucking store you walk into a mcdonald's a kfc i mean not to be racist or stereotypical or anything but i mean you walk into anywhere it's a majority of black people is all you see. Like, it's not really as, don't get me wrong, do I think it's bad, but do I think it's bad people say it is? No. Do I think that racism has grown to be something as an excuse sometimes? Yes. Do I also believe it's true? And, it, you know, yes, I do. It certainly does exist. Uh, I, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I do believe that truly it is just a, a small fraction of the greater thing, like I said, tribalism. Because what if... Everybody in the world was pink. Everybody was the same color. We were all pink. Would people still find ways to hate each other and go to war and commit crimes against each other? Or does it have to be, does like skin color have to be a part of that? That was basically my point. Yes, it exists. And those people are pieces of shit. But I think those same people would still find ways to hate others, even if they didn't have more melatonin in their skin or whatever they are. Melano? It probably... Uh, It'd probably go into the point of like, you know, it's not the color of the skin, it's the color of the hair or the color of their eyes or the shape of their, you know, butt chin versus non butt chin. You know what I mean? It, there would always be ways to figure it out, but I just, you know, I think it, it but then again, I want to say, you know, it'd be, it'd be different, but really it wouldn't be. Instead of being teased because you're black, you'd be teased because you have blonde hair. I, you know, I guess it's, uh, it's kind of the same in one, and I guess, you know, if you would describe it in the way that you describe it in a different world, yes. But in this world, it's just this world. And right now, it's the color of the skin. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is one of the things people do do use to hate each other, and unfortunate as it is, all we got to do is kill all the racist people, and we'll be fine. I think, anyway. So, I'd like to share with you because i've never told you this but i was thinking about this the other day uh when i first met you because i was thinking about doing this podcast i don't just sit and think about you every day just you know no offense i'm not that gay but uh my first impression of you when i met you do you remember when we met at shannon's uh house way out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in that winter and i just showed up yes uh my first thought was you were a laid-back dude which in itself is already a trait that other laid-back people are drawn to because if you're one of those people who isn't super loud and obnoxious and belligerent, you don't want to be around people who are. So my first thought was, he's this big, quiet teddy bear of a black dude, brown dude, whatever, and it's enjoyable to be around. But I also remember from that night that you said you were hungry, and this was before Ashton showed up with those pizzas. Remember this? This is very specific. But... Shannon, being the bachelor he was at the time, had nothing but condiments and alcohol in his fridge, basically. So oh, you man. pulled... Huh? Uh, keep going, keep going. I'm, I'm yeah. starting 
Okay, you found uh, like a third of a bag of broccoli florets in the freezer. It was it was like ten florets, maybe less, just like nothing. And you put them in a bowl and you microwaved them, and then you proceeded to dump an entire bag of shredded cheese. And there's it's either two cups or I think it's sixteen ounces, which is two cups in a full bag of shredded cheese. And you dumped the entire bag over the fucking eight little broccoli florets and you microwaved it and you proclaimed that it was a healthy snack, that you were eating cheesy broccoli. Those are your words, not mine. And I said to myself, oh, I get it. He doesn't know what steamed broccoli with a little bit of cheese sprinkled on it is because that's not what you made that night. What you did was you melted an entire bag of cheese in a bowl and there was like a few chunks of broccoli in it and it was a bowl of orange tar with like five little florets in it. And that's no different than saying someone saying like, I had a healthy meal. I ate fresh poultry cuts smothered in wheat flour and cooked in olive oil. It's like, nigga, that's fried chicken. That ain't healthy. Do you remember that? Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I was pretty drunk already by that point. But Definitely. But I just remember thinking like, wow, he I, thinks I that's healthy. That's great. But I, I don't remember it being a whole bag of cheese. Oh, yeah, it was one of those uh, marble jack things, and you actually opened the seal yourself, so I know it was the whole bag. You filled up, like, a cereal bowl full of melted cheese, and then there was, like, five fucking pieces of broccoli in there, and it was just so funny. You were like, I feel good about eating this. You must have been drunk, because nobody in their right mind would would do that, knowing the dump, the horrendous dump you have to take. Fucking right I would. Maybe with a little more broccoli, but... Oh, fucking right. I'd dump a whole bag of cheese and some fucking broccoli. I'd make cheesy broccoli. Hell yeah, I would. Yeah, I just wouldn't call it cheesy broccoli. I would call it, like, broccoli cheese. Because it's more like one got dumped on the other instead of cheese being dumped on the broccoli. Anyway, I just thought I would uh, bring that back because it was just my first time meeting you. And you are like, I'm going to have some cheesy broccoli. And then you ate a bowl of cheese, basically. And I thought, wow, this big black man's going to have some stanky-ass farts coming up real soon. Speaking of black, uh, Shannon told me about something. It's a phrase you use commonly and i've heard you use it a few times and it goes like this i'm doing black things like hey did you get a hold of caden no he was busy doing black things now can you explain what doing black things is because i'm curious nope it's not happening i'll give away my trait <laughs> because if someone asks me, what are you doing i say doing black things people don't need to know what i'm doing people don't need to know what it means it's just is, that a, is that a caden thing or is that a black people like culture thing of just saying like Bro, don't worry about I, it. Maybe. I haven't heard anybody else use that. Neither have I. I have my own. And depending on how I say it depends on what black things it was. I mean, there's a few different there's a few different versions. I, if I say, I mean, it, it just it's, it's just something that we're not going to talk about. It's, it's something. Sometimes. So if I were to just not want to tell people what I've been up to. Could I borrow that phrase? Like, I'm able to borrow nigga? Do I have your blessing to say, sorry, I was doing black things? Or do I have to say, sorry, I was doing crack of things, white dude things? I don't know. I guess I don't give a fuck if you want to use it. If you get looked at weird name, my fault. Well, I mean, everything that black people do is just cooler than what white people do. Like that song, White and Nerdy. There's never been a song, Black and Nerdy. That's just not a thing. Like, the closest thing that you guys have to a nerdy black guy is Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. And that guy was badass. But white people are just nerdy as shit. We're corny. So I think I'm going to just steal that from you. I'm doing black things. Nice. Sometimes it could be maybe meaning things. I was doing things, uh, you know, not so, you know, white-like. 
if I had to <laughs> explain it or, you know, I'm maybe doing I'm black things. That's funny. Yeah. I'm weed or, you know, I don't know, there's a couple different things that I could be doing. I mean, there really is. All right. Okay. This is a this is a two parter. This is, has to do with your motivation and determination. Now, right. I think it's obvious. Maybe other people don't, but it was ob- obvious and evident to me that you are determined to be financially successful in life. And even at a young age, you've already shown you are willing to make sacrifices. You learn how to drive a semi, get your CDL. You know, you try to start a company. You, you're you're not afraid of taking steps and and taking risks and being fearless. And that is something that is admirable. And I just want to know, is it literally just money that is the motivating driving factor behind this mentality? Or is there something else that is pushing you to strive for financial success? Because there are many different ways people motivate themselves to be successful. What is behind your drive? You know, honestly, I mean, if, you know, I'm going to get real here. You know, I don't know if I'm that real. You know, I'm, I'm real with everybody. And I tell the truth. And don't get me wrong. I usually tell in a way that sounds most appealing and sounds the most like, oh, you're a fucking badass. I'm going to explain it that way. And then I'm going to explain it really the more in-depth way, like the actual behind it. So most of the time when I get asked that question, it's just, you know, I just want to be able to do whatever I want. I don't want to have to answer to anybody, or if I do answer to someone, I want to be able to answer very lightly. You know, if they ask me to do something, I can I, I can be like, well, what if I don't want to do it, or I don't care to do it? You know, or, you know, I sometimes I say, well, yeah, I could just, I, I just, I want to do it, and I, that's, you know, what drives me is just the money, because why not have money? There's you know? nothing wrong with that. Right, no, there is nothing wrong with that. And a lot of times that's how I explain it, but if I really had to, you know, dig deep and explain what really drives it is i you know as much as i've done the partying and done the bullshitting and you know had a good time and or you know whatever as much as i do just all kinds of crazy things and don't do a lot of things at the end of the day i'm a family man dude i grew up in a family that was kind of broken and some of it had to do with money some of it had to do with attitude or this and that what really drives me at the end of the day, like honest, hundred percent truthful, like, and not that I've ever lied when it comes to what drives me, but what really drives me, like the deep down reason is because one day, and I hope one day sooner than later, I want to have a family. I want to have a girlfriend. I want to have a wife. That's at the end of the day, that's really what drives me to get something stable, secure, and great where I never have to worry about what I'm doing to have a family. Uh, you know, who wants to have a family? And then maybe it's part of the reason why I started doing everything so young instead of partying and going hard because I just been like that since I was a kid. I have no reason to want to try to do that if I can't support them. If something goes wrong or something happens, I don't want to have nothing. You know what I mean? I hear that. Like, why start a family and have a kid when you're like, oh, I can barely make my fucking house payment? Or, wow, am I going to be able to make my car payment this month? Am I, you know, what bill should I pay? Can I, should I hold a bill off? I, I, why the fuck would I want to do that? So my whole point of doing what I do and doing what I've done, because I have had a lot of success. I still have success. You know, some things might not work the way you want them to, you know, but I'm doing just fine doing what I'm doing right now, which is, you know, I'm managing a, a power sports dealership. 
um, making, a, you know, pretty okay money where I could do that. You know, my biggest thing is I just want to be able to know that when that time comes, either everything is, you know, I have, there's enough money to pay stuff off in advance. There's enough money or I'm making enough money where there's always money left over. I don't have, I don't want to have a family or do anything like that and not be able to, I, I don't, I, I don't want to be able to, I don't want to have to question myself. Can I do this financially? Cause I think that's yeah. a really, there I is, guess, uh, sorry to interrupt you. There is a lot of, uh, what's is, is freedom a good word? Like having basically an unlimited, uh, stash of money. W- wouldn't that be just another word for freedom to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want? Kind of. And that's what you want is uh, stress-free freedom to have a family and do all that. That is uh, as good a motivator as I've heard. So if you, I'm curious, if you felt the drive to do something else in the future, would you pursue it? Is there anything that you wouldn't do? Like if you woke up tomorrow and you just decided, I want to be Dr. Caden White, would you go through the eight years of schooling to do it? Yeah. If oh, yeah. you woke up and you decided, you know, I, I really enjoy being a teacher or I really enjoy MMA, like, would you train to be a fighter? Is there anything, I guess, the long and short of it is, is there anything that if you wanted to do that you would either uh, be afraid to try or that you would just not, you know, feel comfortable doing? No. You would literally do anything. That's what I like about you. I kind of thought you'd give that answer. Well, it's got like, like there, there's actually been times that not not like recently, recently, but in the past where I've been like, maybe I should join the military. I should drop a little weight and go join the military. Fuck it, why not? How did I do it? No, because I decided to do something else. But you know, I've I've thought about maybe going back to school and getting like a master's degree or a doctor's degree. It just I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to do before I start doing other things than what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, I'm not afraid to do anything. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not afraid to lose it all. I'm 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 the type of person is I'd rather do it and it not work than than say I didn't want to do it because I was afraid of it. That's that's the best way to explain it. I I would say I I, I have nothing to add to that. I think you said it right. Other than yeah yeah I I'm the kind of person if you know if if I want to do something or I really want to do something in life I would rather say that I did it and I tried it. Rather than I'm afraid to do it. That is the best way I can describe it. Ah, well said. Um, Articulated nicely. So this has to do with women. And I'm going to first lay out this question with a backstory. And then I'm going to propose the question to you. Okay, so here's the setting. All right. When I was 16, I grew up in the country, like on a farm in South Dakota. And we had this neighbor girl. That was two years older than me. So I was 16. She was 18. Her name was Alon. It's a weird name. A-L-O-N. It's close to Alan. But she was a real chick and she was hot as balls. Well, because we went to the same church and because we were neighbors, she took me to a Harry Potter movie when it came out in theaters one night. And, you know, this is the kind of girl that on Sundays she would show up to church dressed to impress, you know, because when you go to meet God, you want to look nice. And she would dress... Oof, just looking all sorts of good at an 18-year-old young girl, you know, age that she could. And I don't care how Christian the men at church were, how old they were, or how married they were, they were not immune to thinking the same things that I thought when I saw her. 
you know, just just picture a young hot chick, except she's older than you. So I was 16. Right. Imagine all of the things that my 16 year old self was thinking, all the things I wanted to happen in a perfect world. They would have happened. And uh, we spent the better part of that evening together eating and going to a movie. And then she dropped me off, which really made me feel like less of a man, even though I was 16, like in South Dakota, when you're 16, you, you can't drive past a certain time. So I could have taken her to the movie, but then I would have been like, mom, can you bring us home? Not that it was a date. It was more like just a friend thing. And we were neighbors and she was hot, but she dropped me off before curfew, like a true gentleman. She didn't try to touch my penis and all that. She didn't even try to kiss me. I was super let down by that. Well, she had told me that she found me attractive before. So I was kind of left wondering why she didn't try to get some dick because she absolutely could have had some dick if she wanted it. At the time, I know she was getting dick. It's a small town. People talk. I know things. I later found out that one of my classmates, Elliot, is one of the guys who was banging her. And I was really annoyed. He's my age. So I know that age wasn't the problem. So I did what any horny 16-year-old would do. I asked her. I was just like, yo, friend of friend. One night we were partying and drinking at her place. And I said, why am I not getting my slice of your pie? It was like both a metaphorical and a literal question. Like I was basically saying like, why don't I get to fuck you? Elliot gets to. And she right. said, oh, Ben, you're too inexperienced. And I wanted to lie and tell her that she was misinformed and that on the contrary, I had actually been slinging dick for many moons. But I just remember thinking in that moment, <laughs> how does she know that I'm too inexperienced? Because I was a virgin at the time. I didn't lose my virginity till I was 17. But I just remember thinking, what dorky characteristic is it about being a virgin that allows people to just know that you're a virgin? I was trying to like look inside myself and go, I thought I was cool, man. She just knows that I don't know how to bang. Well, whatever it was, it was obvious to her. And it is not without great sadness that I tell you this, but I never did get to give her the business. I grew up in the country with a fine-ass girl less than a mile away. There were barns, tractors, sheds, houses, fields, so many places that I would have just... Ugh, I have burned holes in socks just thinking about it. So now that I'm depressed, I just want to propose this question to you. Did you ever or do you currently have a crush on a woman who is older than you and you are not able to hook up with her or wouldn't be able to just because, you know, a lot of women aren't into younger guys and nope. it's not the other way around. Some, uh, men do score with younger chicks, but it's, it's very rare that younger dudes get to bang older ladies. Nope. Never. Not once where you had an older girl that you just wanted to give the BBC to. No, that's, that's what so that, I felt really bad. You're explaining. I knew where you're going. Then I was like, you're going to be really disappointed when I say, no, no, I'm not disappointed. Actually, it, it's kind of nice. It, I just remember it, it kind of bummed me out. And it also like perplexed me that she she just straight up said, you don't know what to do with me. And I was like, yeah, but I would try, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> so I guess because you I, the reason why I was wondering that is because you do hang out with some older people. And so at some point in time, I thought maybe among the groups that you hang out with, there was like a chick who's was older than you that you would love oh, to give the shit. business to, but you can't hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot about this. I did give the business to an older girl. Oh, damn. I forgot about that. No worries, but it was just all good. It was just normal. It was like no different. So I guess it's really kind of, it was like, Oh boy. And then like, it's like, Oh, I mean, it just, it wasn't any different to me. And I don't know if that's because I I am the way I am, and I I'm I'm I guess for lack of better words on the more mature side or something. I don't know. 
it, it didn't feel any different than any other time or any other person. And if anybody's ever listening, I'm sorry for saying that. But, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't anything that was, like, majorly special, you know. She didn't do anything that, like, made me be like, whoa, holy fuck, maybe older people are better. You know what I mean? So I had to stick with people that are my age or younger than me now. Because now, like, when I was 20, I couldn't say, oh, I want people younger than me. You know what I mean? But I'm, like, a girl, like, I don't know, like, around my age or, like, I probably even, like, consider, like, one or two years older. Maybe one or two years younger. I don't want to have this big age difference, really. I agree I don't with that. Want you know, I think it'd be it'd be a lot more. I, I honestly like. I want to keep it over because don't get me wrong. Young girls are hot. You know, is there a chance that I probably go date some fucking girl right out of high school? Yeah, but then she has all these little fuck high school fuckers that are convincing her things, and she's fucking kind of dumb. You know what I mean? She's young and dumb, and it's just like I don't want to deal with that in my life. But if I keep the people close to me in age group then I, I don't have as big as an issue. You know, I won't have as big as an issue. They've been through the same shit. They're about the same age. They're hopefully at the same maturity level. You know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely don't if they're just out of high school. They're like, oh, my God, like those kind of girls. That would drive me fucking yeah. nuts. The only good right. part about being with an 18-year-old girl would be her petite, nice, young body. And anything after that, like, I don't want to hear you talk. I don't need shut up, you know, and then I can't have that. <laughs> right. I am just being as blunt as possible. So uh, I I don't know if you watched or listened to the Edward Snowden on Rogan recently. He's that guy that's the whistleblower and found out a bunch of stuff that he shouldn't know. So he's basically in hiding. Well, after listening to that podcast and the things that he was talking about, I had no idea how much information that our phones gather from us in everyday life. He said, essentially, your phone is always fucking spying on you. And that can be with the camera. It can be with the audio. Every time you download an app and it says allow access to the microphone or allow access to your pictures, to your media, and you say yes so you can use the app, that's not just like, you know, so we can give you our pictures. No, that's that's straight up spy shit. And if you read the fine print, they, they beat around the bush and whatnot. But he was essentially saying your phone spies on fucking everything you do. So, oh, and uh, Dr. Phil, I listened to his psychology lectures and he sort of inferred the same thing, just less fancy because he's not like super tech savvy. But after that, and this was a while ago, I fully gave up on deleting my browser history because I realized the futility in it. Past, history, bookmarks, <laughs> cookies, etc. It's still there somewhere. It's You can delete it. You can delete it five times and it's not ever fully gone. There was one guy that Dr. Phil was talking about who deleted his browser history and he was a suspect for a murder. And they went back on like the backup browser history. Even without the cookies and the bookmarks and the history, they were still able to uh, go back and look at the things he was searching. He was searching how to hide a body, how to dispose of a body. He just Googled a bunch of like super obvious shit, almost like he wanted to get caught. And then like a dumbass, he's like, I'll delete my history. No one will ever know. Well, they, they were still able to see it. And so after hearing these stories, I just don't even bother deleting my browser history anymore. Well, that's like what a lot of people don't know is Google tracks everywhere you go and let's turn it off. And I'm sure even then they still do. But if anybody listening to this goes on their Google Maps or whatever, you can go on something called your timeline 
I literally have a timeline. I found out about this a couple of years ago, but I don't mind it because I like to see where I go. But like a couple of years ago, I found out about it and I had like already had like three years of Google tracking my location. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like the one thing I've noticed is literally like like Facebook and ads and shit. I know they're listening. They have to be because it's not a coincidence that so I straight up I shit you not. On the phone. Didn't even get sent to I I got sent a screenshot. So there's no connection or anything. I, I was talking to a girl on the phone. She sent me a screenshot of this backpack you can put a cat in. Okay. Don't ask me why, but there's a, like a backpack, a plastic backpack you can put a cat in. And like, like walk around, kind of like you can walk your dog, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not joking at all. It popped up on my Facebook as an ad. Yeah, that's common. That happens. Whether you talk about it or whether it's sent via a picture. Yeah, that happens. I was on the phone. She sent me a screenshot on Snapchat. I just so I could see what it was. Didn't type it anything. Didn't really ask any questions about it. She just sent me a picture of it. And all of a sudden, I'm scrolling through my Facebook. And there it is. And I'm like, there's no way that ad is relevant to me. Zero way possible that ad is relevant, ad is relevant to anything that I do. Or that is just like talking about stuff in the living room with someone, you know what I mean? And people, and I've I've tried to blame it on, oh, you know, um, I've I've tried to blame it on, well, maybe it's something that you just have never noticed before, you know what I mean? Or just it's just there, but there's just no way because there's been like random stuff where we were literally talking about a specific part for a pickup truck. It was a tie rod and the wing nut. But we were actually talking about the cotter pin that goes in between the wing nut, right? We we're all at the table. There's like three of us talking about it. All of a sudden, like an hour later, I'm scrolling through my Facebook. There is an ad for a cotter pin, not for the not for the whole, you know, ball joint or not wing nut. I mean, but like a castle nut with a cotter pin that goes through the the thing. And it, there, it's literally a, an ad for a cotter pin. That went to a ball joint castle nut for that year vehicle. But it wasn't the ball joint. It wasn't the vehicle. It wasn't anything. It was literally just the cotter pin. That's not something that it's marketed. You don't market cotter pins for sale on anything. There's no reason to. 100%. We're being spied on. Oh, yes, for sure. So where I was going with the browser history is... This is basically me saying sorry to everybody after I die and they go through my internet search history. I'm sorry for what you find. Because like on a porn level, it's the most basic, boring, average shit. Like I don't have any weird fetishes or anything. But just my normal everyday Google searches are super fucked up. And for that, I am sorry. <laughs> so like they're, they're more embarrassing than my porn searches are. And that leads me to my next question. Everybody has sort of a thing when it comes to porn if you maybe fetish might be too strong of a word what is your thing like when you go to x videos or uh red tube or x hamster or Pornhub or you porn or xnxx or you know i'm not that i know all these websites but when you go to them uh what is the thing that you most you know type in what you look forward to um could be lesbians like 
Shannon told me that he likes to watch girls masturbate. That's not perverted. That's fucking like basic. Like we have such basic, boring fucking, you know. I mean, honestly, it's it's one of them things that I'm a guy. I watch porn. I really actually don't watch porn that often. But when I do, it's (laughs) always a go to of like a missionary or like a reverse missionary. Very, very super simple, stupid. And some the only the only thing I have found out though is over the years to find exactly what I'm looking for, I have to look for like a cream pie or crampy or however you pronounce it. I believe it's cream pie, yeah. Crampy sounds too much like creme brulee and that doesn't sound good. <laughs> right. But I found mm. out that figure to find my exactly what I'm looking for if I can't find it in like reverse missionary or missionary, if I type that in, boom, I found exactly what I'm looking for every time. So it's oh, not really weird. Dude. It's really yeah, that's uh, that's not that's not too bad. Like I thought maybe you had like a I love to watch like black midgets destroy each other or something. But yeah, that's that's pretty basic. That's harmless. Some fetishes are just fucking funny. Oh man, right, right. My shit's just my shit's super simple, super simple, dude. Because like I said, it's one of the things I don't watch porn that often. I do watch. I will not deny when I watch it or not. You know, jerking the fucking old meat stick, but you know, it ain't fucking. It ain't not like it's every fucking day. They just know wagging it every day. Fuck that. It sounds a little bit gay, and you know, like Ron White has this bit about this about how guys will say, "I'm not." any bit gay at all. I'm 0% gay. And he's like, oh yeah? Well, when you watch porn, what do you like to watch? And he's like, I like to watch guys with big dicks destroy women. And he goes, ah, see? It has to be a big dick, doesn't it, you homo? And for me, that's exactly my thing. I like to watch dudes with massive hogs, like fucking Pringles can dicks, just obliterate and just destroy women, hot women. That's my thing. And it's sort of basic. It's not like foot fetish or like midgets or you know whatever i just basically the guy has to have a giant piece and he has to make it uncomfortable for her because she dared step in the bedroom with goliath that's my thing and uh i don't know about you but i am a frequenter of comment sections most notably on youtube videos facebook posts i like to read comments it's like good reading material while you poop or whatever but i also like to read the comment section on porn videos not only and people don't know this Not only do porn videos, comment sections boast some of the best comedy gold in the world, but I also check for a review on the video because it's sort of like Yelp for a restaurant. People will be like, yeah, it was a five out of 10, you know? And so I I check before I check out a new video, I'll read the comments. And if it has like 80% thumbs up and some good comments, I'll, I'll probably check it out rather than try to watch it. And so just the other day, and I, I have no problem sharing this. It's just the other day I went to watch a good old show, you know, on Pornhub. And I was scrolling through the comment sections on this video. At, you know, potential wank material, you got to preview it. And um, so it was a girl. She was petite and hot and beautiful. And the guy was this built muscular dude. And he had a giant piece. I could see this in the thumbnail. And I was like, this is right up my alley. So I'm looking at the comment sections. And... Two of the comments made comments on the video that were immensely homosexual in nature. One said, hmm, his ass was made to take dick. And I thought to myself, well, this is a straight video, right? Because according to the thumbnail, he's about to bang this girl, but maybe she just sits there and watch as another guy comes and fucks him. I don't know. It threw me off. And yeah, it just said like, hmm, his ass was made to take dick. And I was thinking 
you're on the wrong video, brother. It's like, go watch some gay shit. <clears throat> and then another comment said, I love the part where the camera zooms in on his hairy asshole while he's doing her doggy style. He has a great ass. It needs to get cream pied. And I, I thought to myself, what the fuck, you weirdos? Like, obviously the guy's attractive, but it's a straight porn. So despite my best efforts to enjoy the video, as I was cranking it to this video, those comments just wouldn't leave my head. It was like a noise that I couldn't ignore. I'm watching him bang her, you know, straight couple, and I'm telling myself, nah, his ass isn't made for dick, as I'm jacking off, as if I'm the authority on what dude asses are made for dick. And it just like was so distracting, I almost went limp. And then since it was my first time watching the video, I was trying to hurry up and be done before the close-up shot of his asshole that I was warned about in the comments section that was apparently going to happen. Because you, the last thing you want when you're jacking off is to come right when they zoom in on the dude's hairy asshole. So, <laughs> uh, my question is, has that ever happened to you? This is kind of specific, but not really. Like, have you ever been like, oh, yeah, enjoying a video, and then, like, the camera changes, like, either onto him or onto the dude's ass or whatever right as you spooge, and then you just feel guilty? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate like, it. Like, going ham, you know what I mean? Like, like don't get me wrong. I mean, when you, when you watch porn... I mean, you, you're going to see fucking, if, if you're not just watching like sort of lesbian porn or girls playing with themselves, you're going to see some kind of fucking dick, you know, going in and out of a fucking vagina. Personally, I like being able to see the whole fucking scene. Not, I don't stare at the dick, you know what I mean? But I like to see what the person, what the people are doing rather than just like point of view. That's just, but like there's some times where like, you know, they're just going and boom, just like, oh man, it's just like, why, why'd you got to do that? I don't like that. And it could be right as you're about to fucking nut, you know what I mean? It's not good. Yeah, I feel like all guys at least once or twice have had that happen where you're like ready to pour the coals and you're ready to throw some rope. I can use all the analogies I want, but like basically when you're ready to crust a nut and then right there, you've gone too far to where you're you've already started the nut process. But then the camera all of a sudden is on the dude's ass and you're like, oh, come on, man. Oh, that's funny. I'm glad that I'm not the only one. Right. All right. Caden P. White. This is my question to you. You have a fairly strong ability to make friends. I've noticed this. I became one of them. I believe the word to use is charismatic. Do you have any enemies, though? By that, I mean genuine enemies, where if you were to stumble across this person, like run into him at Walmart in the parking lot at the gas station, and it's fucking on right then and there, nothing needs to be said. Do you have anybody that hates you that much or that you hate? Not really, no. You don't have any enemies, huh? I'm not... None that I could think of. I mean, I I just I guess I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I I haven't ever had anybody. I don't think get to that point where either if I don't diffuse it prior, or end a relationship before it gets to that point or whatever. I'm not. I don't think I've ever gotten to that point where. It's like, boom, I see someone where it's going to fucking throw down fists right then and there. It's, I've, I've never gotten to that point with anybody, I don't, I don't think. And if there's people that are at that point with me, either they don't voice it or they do very good at hiding it. I don't know. Would you be averse to throwing down with somebody that you didn't like if they started some shit? Or would you opt out and go diplomacy first? Oh, I'd use my words. I mean, if, if they obviously, if they tried to fucking come at me right then and there, I mean... I I would, you know, 
throw some hands if I had to. Don't know how good I'd be because I'm not much of a fighter. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can definitely fucking throw a punch. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say I can, like, fight. You know what I mean? But, I mean, if I need to hurt someone or move fast, you know, in a, in a point where I'm, like, desperately, like, trying to avoid getting hurt or whatever, I mean, I could probably throw a pretty good punch and knock someone over I need to or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, I would say I'm the type of person that I would, would prefer to use my words and stuff over fighting for sure or whatever um like i said, I, i'm i'm not the type of person i mean i've i've been told and i don't know if it's true or people are trying to make me feel good but i mean but i've i've been told i'm a hard person to get mad at and if if if, if the person does get mad at me and, and it's not just one person i mean i'm i growing up i mean I've been told this, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, many, many times, where I'm a hard person to get mad at. And if they do get mad at me, I'm a, I'm a hard person to stay mad at. Yeah, because I, I can see that. I don't, and it's, I don't know if it, it maybe just my personality is what I do. I try to stay neutral in every situation. I try to understand both sides. I try to understand what's going on. I try to avoid pissing people off. I try to, I, I, I don't necessarily avoid conflict. I'll definitely start conflict. I will try to finish conflict. But I typically only do something like that if I know it's needed, if other people would side with me, or if I know it's an argument, I'd win. I try not to get in arguments that I'll lose. I try not to make people mad that I know I couldn't win with. You know, I try to keep the negativity out of my life. So I've never been <clears throat> or gotten to the point where a i think someone's hated me to that extent or i just i guess it's my i guess i don't know it's just my personal what i think i guess all right fair enough speaking of negativity you are a gamer maybe not full-time maybe you go in spurts where you play a lot like during this time and then afterwards you don't play for a month but in general it's safe to say you're a gamer correct yep do video game trolls ever get under your skin whether it's Fortnite, PUBG, RuneScape, whatever. Now, me personally, my blood pressure goes through the fucking roof when people start talking shit to me in a game. It's not because they're getting the better of me emotionally. Realistically, I'm five steps ahead of them psychologically. Admittedly, though, I do get angry that there is nothing I can do about it. So it's not that th it's not what they're saying. It's that if I wanted to, there's nothing I can do about it. It's sort of it makes me feel helpless. So I just like I like get tense in my blood pressure. I just like rage. They would never say those things to me face to face that they're saying in game. And that's what bothers me is that there's just nothing I can do about it. If someone, these gamer trolls, were dumb enough to say something in person, I could do something about it if I wanted to. I can remedy the situation. I can fix it right then and there. But when it's a game and there's nothing you can do, it's that helplessness that the trolls know that there's nothing that I can do to them that gets to me. Is any of this relatable? Like, have you had an experience nope. or multiple experiences where video game trolls have, like, flamed you or talked shit to where you, like, actually got angry? Nope. How do you prevent yourself from letting them get under your skin? Because I, as calm and cool as I am, they can still get to me. And like I said, it's not what they're saying. It's that they're saying it, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, honestly, I just, I don't even know how to fucking explain it because people don't understand. It's people, people just don't understand my thought process. My thought process, it, 
I can't ever say okay, guess like I can say once. I know for a fact I've been angry like like blackout fucking man. But other than that, I don't get angry. And I don't know if that's part of the whole thing we were talking about earlier, like where I, like the absent mind where I can just keep my mind not thinking and I can like basically click a fucking off button during that time where maybe it would make me angry. I'm just like, man, whatever. But I also just don't I can't I I I wanna say maybe I don't even it's almost like I don't care. You know, I could care less that they say that, whether that they do, it doesn't matter to me. It is what it is. Fuck it. I'll talk shit back. They want to talk about fucking my mama. I want to talk about fucking their grandma. You know what I mean? If they're talking shit on game chat, you know, <laughs> if, they're, if they're if they're calling me trash for you know shooting with the pistol, I'm gonna talk about trash. They are shooting with the fucking sniper. You know, it's I, if people talk trash, especially in video games, I'll just dish it back, dude. You know, it's it doesn't bother me one bit. But then again, I mean, I'm the type of person where if I get going into something like that. I'm such a snappy, witty motherfucker that usually I'm the winner of the situation when people are doing that on games, especially talking shit. Those are talking shit. And then if I get in the mood where I'm actually having a good time and they're actually pretty good shit talkers then the shit talk like escalates to like a whole nother level of shit talking to each other. And it's fun to me. I find it fun. I, I like to join. I'd probably be honestly, Ben, I'd probably be the shit talker that start talking shit to you. And I'd probably really fucking grind the gears if we were playing a game, you know. Oh man, I'd start. I mean, it's yeah, definitely. If, if you're like a Call of Duty player, so we got on Call of Duty like back in the day, like when Modern Warfare 2 was out and shit. And I mean, you couldn't walk into fucking, you couldn't go into lobby without getting shit talked to you, you know. You have people telling you they're gonna rape your sister. There's people telling you they're gonna fucking cut your dick off. People telling you, you got a small wiener. People calling you a chomo. People calling you. I mean, dude, people were just savage as fuck. And I was part of the people that were savage. Someone would join the party that have a stupid gamer tag, and I just start going off on it just because. Like let's say, like, let's say like remember like Xbox picked the gamer tag, like unicorn, unicorn rainbow fucking one, two, three. You know, I start asking the dude, hey, you gay, bro? Like, we don't allow those kind of people in this lobby. You know what I mean? I just instantly just start talking shit. Just because. Well, I'm in the fighting person. world. Uh, mental warfare, emotional warfare is extremely valuable and underrated. Like Conor McGregor is a household name, so I'll just use him. The casuals will understand. When he showed up on the scene, he was doing things that nobody had really done before. Chill Sonnen maybe before, but that was kind of scripted and WWE-esque. Conor had the fight won before he got into the octagon because he had them so angry that they weren't thinking right. They just wanted to fucking murder him, and so they were aggressive and sloppy, and they didn't move correctly, and it showed because he was one step ahead of them that night. And so I feel like that could be applied to video games, too. If you got somebody so angry and you're in their head, you are living rent-free in their head while they're trying to hunt you down and kill you in-game, they're like so tunnel vision that they're just not playing as good as they could. Do you think that's a part of the thing? I know it's a thing because that's what I'm... I don't know if I should admit it over, you know, a podcast, but that's, I know I'm good at that. <laughs> that's a good thing to have. Mental warfare <laughs> is my fucking forte. Best. It is something, unfortunately, yet fortunately, that I'm really good at. I mean, I have, not proudly, but I mean, I have probably deterred some people's you know girls outlook on love with it i mean i have made grown men cry i have made kids cry i have 
I mean, I I have Bully. not, you know, not, none of it's necessarily proudly, but some of them <laughs> some of that shit, you know what I mean? But it, and the whole mental thing, dude, I get it. I think that getting into someone's brain is more beneficial and fucking punching them in the face. You could go out and beat the shit out of someone, you know what I mean? Like, like let's say, let's say me and you had a quarrel, right? I have a bad back, so you got to go easy on me. But all right, let's continue. Right, right. But you know, let's say let's say we have a fucking problem with each other. Let's say when you didn't have a bad back, maybe you've always had a bad back, whatever. But let's say you were like a perfect big buff motherfucker, right? I am. Go on. And (laughs) I am going. Good description. Let's keep on going. (laughs) But uh, you know, we could get in a fight. We could beat the shit out of each other. But what the fuck does that do? Don't get me wrong. If, unless I was able to beat the shit out of you and win, well, cool. Then I won. You can walk around saying this nigga was talking a bunch of shit and he fucking blah, 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 and I fucking whooped his ass. Boom, done. It's really cool for a second, but not. And then I can go around and mope around because I fucking lost or vice versa. You know, let's say we had a disagreement and I could go around fucking talking shit. That don't mean anything to me. Why go beat the fuck out of someone? When I could use my words, I could bring you down. I could make you depressed. I could make you cry. I can make you feel like the biggest piece of shit in the world. Check, check, check. You don't have to do these things, Caden. (laughs) Those are all already true. Go on. But but you know what I mean? But I know what you mean, yeah. Point where you want to be gone on this earth. Yeah, words are definitely powerful, aren't they? You have to live with that. And that's, that's what I look at. Words are fucking key. If you bring someone to the point where they just don't think that they're fucking anything and they think they're fucking worthless or you describe them a situation <clears throat> and then just make them feel like a piece of shit or whatever the case is, they got to live with that. And a lot of people, unfortunately, that don't have the capability to bring themselves out or, 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 you know, whatever, I guess you'd have a, sometimes when people hurt you with words, you have to have a strong mind to release yourself from those words a majority of people don't have a strong enough will or strong enough mind to bring themselves back out of that. It's always going to be something on the back of their mind that they think about when they're in an argument or when something similar happens. I would much rather do that kind of damage than punch someone in the face and send them to the hospital. But then again, on the reverse side, it also makes it really easy for me to talk to people. It makes it really easy for me to read people. It makes it really easy for me to be the person that is like a backbone for people when they're either feeling down or it also leads for easy trust. You know what I mean? I, if I'm doing something, it's super simple for someone to trust me without me really having to do anything at all. I don't have to show any kind of form of trust. They just automatically trust me. Oh, I think you're a trusty person. Well, I'm like, okay, I am, you know, I'm not saying I'm not, but you know, there's two sides of the world, but I definitely, 100%, much rather hurt someone with my words. I do believe it's a real thing. It is definitely real. I've felt it before. Um, I was at a bar called the Red Carpet in St. Cloud. Uh, this was about 2012. Huh? I've been there. Okay, yeah. So uh, I don't know if it still is open, but in 2012, I went there with a coworker, and this hot blonde chick was dancing not with me, but like next to me. So it could have looked like she was dancing with me. And uh, I went into the bathroom to take a piss and these three guys followed me into the bathroom and they stood in front of the door and I'm peeing. And the one guy, they were all like little fellas. None of them were scary. I wasn't intimidated, even though three V one 
your odds aren't very good, even if they are a bunch of pussies. But they they had the door blocked off. And the one guy in the middle, he, it must have been his girlfriend or it was a girl that he liked or something. I never got the full story, but I'm standing there peeing. And how vulnerable do you feel while you're peeing? Like, he could have caught me at a better moment. But he said, I'm going to fuck you up. That was my girl you were dancing with. And I was not drunk, but I was buzzed. And I didn't try diplomacy. I just said, no, you're not. Because I was so ready to fly at him and rip his head off just for saying that he was going to fuck me up. I got more angry at him saying it than I would have had he just come in and started throwing punches. So I know what you mean about just just words are powerful. Just him threatening me and thinking that he had the audacity. Shout out to audacity. That he had the audacity to, to say that oh, I'm going to fuck you up. And they didn't. I peed. And some other guy like pushed on the door and came in and whatever, and it was diffused. But that could have got really ugly. Like if if he would have said one more thing, I probably wouldn't have even zipped my pants up. I would have came out, came at him, dick hanging out and all, <laughs> still dribbling piss. You know what I mean? And I, I probably what? would have got less angry had he just come in and punched me. You know? See, I ain't gonna lie. I'd be the type of person that maybe said that. I'd been like, well, maybe you should have been dancing with your girl then. You know? I would have been that motherfucker. I would have just been the guy like, well. And there's a resource to dancing with me and not dancing with you. Or why well, she memories with- can be faulty. And yep. to my best memory, she wasn't dancing with me. I know she was pretty close, but I don't feel like she was dancing with me. She might have. She might have been, you know, grinding closer or whatever. But it was just you brought up that words are powerful. And I just remember thinking his threat angered me more than the potential of him actually trying to go through with it. To walk up and, and say to me, motherfucker, you're going to fuck me up while I'm peeing and having a good time. I just got so angry. <clears throat> so I understand. All right. No, I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't know what I would have done. I would have just, if it was, it was actually his girl and he actually tried to talk that shit, I would have just, I would have talked shit back. You know, like I said, I would have been like, well, you know, why Why she dancing with me or why aren't you dancing with her? Maybe you're not enough of a fucking man or something. You know, I've just Ooh. been a dude. Now, don't yeah, get me wrong. That that's not gonna make any friends. That might have led to fucking, you know, fist and whatnot, but it's just like, you know, or, you know, maybe he was going through some shit. Maybe that's why she was fucking dancing. Maybe he'd get fucking <laughs> angry. But see, but this is the way I look at it. Even if he gets angry, even if he tries to punch me, the fact that I said that, he's going to have to live with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's gonna hit me whether or not he knocks me out, whether or not he beats the shit out of me, whatever. I don't care because at the end of the day, if I get a broken fucking bone or if I get a bruised fucking face, it's gonna fucking heal itself. But he literally got called a little man to the point where he was angry enough to try to beat someone up. Now, number one, he's gonna explain that to his girlfriend, which is probably gonna lead to a breakup because there's a reason the girl was dancing with you. Well, now that dude just beat a dude up because, you know, he's, he's going to explain what happened. You know what I mean? But he's going to feel like just like a little guy. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's going to put that. And then when he dates other girls, let's say they do break, he's going to date other girls. It, it, eventually, it's going to eat at him. You know what I mean? Especially I agree with you. When fix it. You know, if, if they break up all over the situation, oh, fuck, that's even better. Fuck, I, he should have punched me twice because... You know, he it was more worth it. It was it'd be more worth it for him to punch me twice than, you know, than just once because what I did worked. They broke up. He's gonna feel like a little man now. Every other relationship after every other relationship after that, he's gonna have that thought in his brain. What if I'm not good enough? I gotta say, 
I right. love your your stoic Wolverine mentality. You'd rather take physical damage than emotional damage. I appreciate that. You're like you're like a Russian guy in my head. You're like, you may break my face. It will heal. It doesn't matter. Just do not insult me. That's what that it just <laughs> Ah, that's great. I like that. I'm gonna steal that from you. No, but it's it's honestly I mean that the the like I said, I get to live no even though I got punched in the face, I get to live knowing that he's going to question himself for the rest of his life because of that situation, which to me means I won. That fight no. was done and over with by that fight was done and over with by the time that I shut my mouth. All I had to do was say one thing and the fight was done and over with. Yeah. So like when a crazy jealous ex-girlfriend runs into your room while you're banging another girl. So you have a boner and she just snaps it in half and you're like, it doesn't matter. It will heal. You're still a cunt. And she's like, ah! And maybe, you know, that would really suck, actually. She tried to, you know, break my dick or whatnot. But, you know, that's the thing. Let's say, like, you got a girl, you know, trying to make her, you know, you, you, I don't even know how, I don't even know which way I'd explain. There's a lot of different ways you can explain to mentally hurt somebody, but. I agree. You know, let's say you had a girl and she, you know, as an ex or whatever, you see you bang. You know, get on. You know, could you fuck her? Yeah, you could. But me saying no is so much better than do. Now I might want to do it, but saying no now it gives her something that she didn't get that she wanted. It makes her feel even more like a piece of shit or that she's not good enough. I mean, and again, in that situation, it stacks on even more than would normally. You know what I mean? I approve of that pettiness. I like it that you. Uh, it is. You, it is. Yes, but hey, I'm petty as fuck myself, so that's why I approve of it. I like the idea that you're content with taking a punch in order to give mental scarring. I approve of that mentality. I also know a guy, my friend Jordan, who is the same way. I think uh, he'd be happy to take a punch to the face if it meant that he could be renting space in their brain forever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, Mr. Caden P. White, um, we have reached the, well, one hour and 40 minute mark. I aimed for 90 minutes and we did it. We passed with flying colors. Is there anything else you would like to say or add? Thoughts? Uh, you know, do you have a chubby because you're talking to me? What is it? You got anything for us? Bob, you know, man, it, there's, there's not much, dude. It's just, uh, just another day. Just another cast. That's it was right. good talking to you. Yeah, it was nice, nice talking to you. Nice catching up. You're my buddy. You're my black buddy. Your penis may be five times the size of mine, but I don't look at you any less than I would if it wasn't. So I just want you to know that. I don't hold it against you that you're carrying around a 17-incher. Fuck, fuck it. I don't even know what I'd do something that big. I'd, cut, I'd have to like do some downsizing. Oh, you're just being modest. All right, everybody, this has been Chestnut Checkers, the podcast in which two, uh, or more, I should say, because there could be a time when I have more than one guest on at a time. This is the podcast in which people, normal people, tackle the world as it is, not how we want it to be, not how it should be, et cetera, et cetera. You know the drill. So uh, thanks for being my dance partner. You were a good dance partner, and I look forward to talking to you again. I will talk to you later, my brother. Sounds good, my dude. Have a good day. Yeah.